This episode is brought to you by Bloat Games. Hiya folks, Old Man Grognard here. If you're looking for games that combine the classic RPG feel with the light, concise rule set of today's indie games in a variety of genres, you gotta check out Bloat Games. Their Survive This Rules take a cue from the old school games of yore and combine them with a stripped down but easy to understand mechanic that plays fast and fun, giving you an exciting, thrilling game session every time. Whether it's fighting off zombies, swinging a great axe and slinging spells in dark, dangerous, creature-filled forests, riding your 10-speed bike through monster-infested suburbs, or keeping the city streets safe from superpowered menaces, the Survive This System is the one that'll keep your players coming back to the table. Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abandon all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya folks, old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Nice day out there, for once. Had a good Monday game, yeah. Still in Eberron, still doing the thing. We have, uh, we bought, fought some, what do we fought? fought? Some giant rats and these metal, these metal guard dogs, these robotic metal guard dogs. Boy, those were fun. And now we're leave, left on a cliffhanger. Since we have another Warforged, the original Warforged who gave us trouble, who calls us meatbags, but that's okay. We'll get them. We'll get them next time. Anyway, today I'm going to talk about house-ruling little niggling things that annoy you about the game system you guys decided to play. Because every game system, you know, there's no perfect game system. Everybody tweaks and twerks and, you know, donks their their game system to a certain extent. And so you have to you have to you have to adjust. If you keep, if you think on the whole the game system is good, then you should adjust. And it comes down to it could be minor, could be major. And what you have to do is test them. And what I mean by that is, say there's something that you guys are learning this. Say you're doing a new system, and you guys are learning the system. And afterwards, first thing you should do is query the players, talk to the mentors. What do you guys like? What didn't you like? That kind of thing. And after a few sessions, you guys should be able to iron out what the strengths and weaknesses are of this system for your for your group. I mean. Every group's going to be different. So you got to figure out what works for your group, what works doesn't work for your group, and what works and doesn't work for you. Because the reason no game system is perfect is because every player is different and every game master is different. You have preferences. You, you don't want to deal with certain things or you want this other thing from, let's say, another game in there and so let's well let's let's start with that one. You found a really neat mechanic in this one game you don't play. And so you want to put it in your game. Well, first thing is read the game system again. Figure out how to put it in. And I know that's kind of vague, but 
it's this is this is a kind of a this is this is a this is an art not a science or a craft well it could be a craft but it this it's an art to it because the only way you, it's going to be playing by do it's going to be doing it by doing and what i mean is you got to put it on the table put it on the table see what happens next time next session and you figure out where to put it where you want to put it it's sometimes real easy. I mean, like level caps. This game has a bigger level cap than that game, so I want to use this game's level cap. Okay, fine. Just swap it out. Make sure you know what you're, what you're losing. And that usually comes into play in older editions of the game, like older editions of D&D. Like, to me, from third edition on, you start fighting the system. And what I mean is if you take something out, if you're running the system, it's very hard to take something out or add something without the whole thing having to be rejiggered into something you need, into something that, that's playable. Because I've seen the domino effect. Okay, I changed that, this happens. Then I got to fix that, now this happens type of thing. So if you're going to add something, find out if it'll fit, fit it, and play it. Try it. If you want to take something out, it's the same way. Say you don't like this experience system. You want to do another one. That's that's kind of easy, actually. We've done that before. We've gone from experience-based games to session-based games. Now, there's upsides and downsides to the whole thing. I've been playing experience-based games for a while. My friend Carlos still runs it that way, but that's fine. I, I rather he runs uh, adventure-based. After so many adventures, we all level up type of thing. I did that for a while, but I kind of missed the experience point experience. And also, earlier games or some other games, each class has a different experience progression. Like Not like third, fourth, and fifth, they all have the same experience progression chart. So that's easier to do adventure-based experience, adventure-based gaming with those systems. If you're doing like basic first, second edition, each character, each class of character has a different level progression. So it tends to be unfair to certain classes type of thing. And, you know, there are certain things... I mean, everybody, you know, it's gotten to the point with later editions. Oh, yeah, that they all want the special abilities. Okay, fine. That's why they do the same experience progression. And it's just in the, like, say, in fifth edition, in the classes, it just shows you what you get at a certain level. You're all using the same experience chart. That's how they kind of differentiate things. And that works great for adventure-based gaming. But experience point-based gaming, to me, works better with the earlier editions because I just, I like it. I like that kind of, you know, everybody's not going up the same way. So if you're going to add adventures, something like adventure-based, got to make sure it fits and the group is okay with it. There are certain people who play, oh man, I'm playing a thief and I don't want to, I don't want to go up at the same time as a fighter because he gets better stuff than I do or something like that. Or gee, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want this, uh, you know, you know, every class a different one because, you know, it's, it just, it's not fair to me. It's not fair to the, the magic user over here because he's, he's not getting his spells fast enough or something like, you know, there's some other 
some other thing like that. And all these things you got to take into consideration. So when you do house rule and modify, be careful. Be very careful. This I, I got started thinking on this because the other day there's the <clears throat> race, no, not race is class, but the thing that with earlier editions of D&D, the cleric does not get a spell at first level. He does not start getting spells until second level. I'm okay with that. As a player and a game master, I'm okay with that because clerics are half fighters. And I know everybody's going, man, the heal bot needs some spells. No, he doesn't. And I've come up with a nice house rule for that if people don't like that. And I'm going to say, okay, fine. You want your clerics to have a spell at first level? They got it. They got a spell at first level. But he better hang on to that spell because he's he's not going to get another one until third. Because that's your second level spell. I'm giving it to you early. So you've got to make that stretch over two levels. And I see, I see that as a fair way of doing it. I haven't run it across my players yet, but I am going to next session or next Monday session or whatever. So I think to me... Not like I said, I'm all right with that. I think it's kind of a niggling thing, but you know, if the players are gonna complain about it, then I gotta do something about it. So that's kind of how I I do it. So you know, if you're gonna hack the system and house rule the system, just make sure it fits together and the players are okay with it, and you're okay with it. So anyway, i got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognar at gmail.com, or you can drop a voicemail on Anchor. We're monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, and Michael. Thank you guys. You guys are great for supporting me. And don't forget to listen to Dan Gregg's Young Y-U-N-G Young Grognar podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert podcast, Big John Allen Larges' The Red Dice Diaries, and my friend Eric Tankar's Tavern Chat. So until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.